Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Persian perspective. Persian perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're I'm back here again with my friend Rakib. Um, we'll be talking about the re recent travesty of banning alcohol in Malaysia and hopefully some other funny yeah. stuff. And other funny stuff. Yeah, so recently yeah, is... Malaysia put a ban on alcohol sales in supermarkets, kind of like what Turkey did, actually. Which is weird because they make wine in Turkey. They make wine and beer and cognac. Yeah. <laughs> so... Cognac. They make ouzo, although they call it something else in Turkey. I think they call it raki or something. They call it guji guli bilbla. This is Oglu. Wait, I thought that's the name of a man. No, it's also the sound you make when the bottle drinks. <laughs> Turkish language is an amazing language, isn't it? <laughs> just... it it's lovely. It sounds... It sounds, it, it, it sounds like very eloquent gargling. Yes. It sounds uh, like... It sounds like you're drunk and you woke up. You, you're pissed drunk. You're not just drunk. You're pissed drunk and you've been woken up and asked questions and you need to try to answer it. To be fair, what happens in Istanbul? Which to be oh, fair. Yeah. God yeah. bless him. God bless Turkey. I you, know, really you might have... Yeah, you... You you might have an Islamist leader, but my God, you can wash it down! Holy crap! Yeah, that they're going in the, the weird direction, so they're kind of becoming more radicalized in some senses. Yeah. Like, good luck trying to ban alcohol with Turkish people. They're they're have a heart of they're they're the Ottomans. They're <laughs> they're known for <laughs> their warrior spirit. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 they're most yeah. probably going to start a riot. But in Malaysia, people start a petition. People would sign a yeah. change.org. No, pe people are just like mess, just tweeting at the ministry saying, hey, I thought you were just shutting down the breweries because they were not an essential service. And, and, and then people are like, yeah. And I thought you were shutting down the liquor stores because they're not an essential service yet. But then we get the cops putting like, crime scene tape across the liquor section in the in the in the shop and even the ministry of a minister of internal affairs was like what the fuck well, i didn't tell them to do that no the 7-elevens can open they sell booze i'm not there to stop like 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 depressed people which is like everyone at this point to get like a can of beer yeah like they fucking need it at this point like, have any idea how many babies are born because of it too many. Too many. Too many. <laughs> it can't be having babies during a pandemic, people. This is this is not great. You you're and you're doing it because you're also drunk. So now your babies are coming out hammered. This is not good. We have a whole bunch of drunken corona babies getting born in 2020, 2021. Uh <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna see some crazy shit go down 15 years from now. Just you wait. Oh yeah. 
We might have yeah. given birth to the new Hitler. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> he was born during the pandemic of 2020. He's here at. Oh. He's after the Jews for. <laughs> he's here to finish the job. <laughs> yes. What Hitler started, he will finish it. Well, why does he have to be a he? <laughs> Are you oh, saying no. that woman can kill Jews too? <laughs> it's not a. It's not a Hitler. It's a Schietler. It's a shit. <laughs> uh, Hitler. So hot. She still has the mustache, though. I don't know why. She still has. It's, uh, it's hereditary. She, she still. She has. She. She has the. She's got a landing strip on her face <laughs> to match the one in her head. It's great. It's great. You know where everything is. God bless her. Yeah. God bless her. <laughs> Her, her, her salute will be jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> we're nationalizing jazz. No more Jews. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking about <laughs> we're talking about alcohol ban. Yeah. Even the Ministry of Internal Affairs of Malaysia didn't know what the fuck was happening. They didn't know that the cops had misinterpreted the directive against alcohol. Uh, to include alcohol sales in convenience stores. Yeah. Right. So the police, I think, on the on the local police took it one step further, further than I think even the ministry intended, and started putting, uh, and started ordering shops to not sell booze uh, that were also selling other things, and that got back to both the Ministry of Internal Affairs as well as the chief of police, the national chief of police. And they both were like, we didn't order them to do that. We don't remember. So it's this the standard theme of uh, nobody knows what the heck is going on. We are all scared and confused and tired. It's a common um, theme with Malaysia during the pandemic right now. The government is doing a very odd job. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying a bad job. job. I'm saying an odd job because it's it's so odd that I cannot even continue. I can't be like, oh, that's a bad thing you didn't know. This is like, why did you do that? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I initially understood the logic, but what? Why? Why? <laughs> I just, I just want to know why. I'm not even mad. I'm just, I'm just confused. Like we have an app that tells you where we go from building to building by scanning a QR code. This app tells us when our vaccines are ready and tells us where and when. And Lord bless him, the, me getting the vaccine was really easy. It took me an hour. I hardly had to wait. But um, why was me registering the vaccine a battle royale on the internet that shut down a server? I, um, I don't, wh why? Why couldn't you just have like, just, just tell me, just yeah. delegate a vaccine to me. It's fine. You know where I am. Exactly. Well, you see, when two vaccines kiss each other, <laughs> 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 when the servers kiss each other, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's another travesty that happens. I'm not talking about the vaccines. We had a train collusion in here, Malaysia. Oh, and the yeah. minister could guess could give less fuck about what happened. 
if this man he found finds that 216 people got injured when two trains crashed head to head underneath klcc all right so apart from it being a head-on crash it happened on the ground which is worst case scenario for a train crash and these are automated trains right these are yeah. robot trains automated train, one of them was being um, manually handled one of them was being manually piloted the other one was a robot right and these trains they don't crash ever yeah. one of them overshot a station and like hung over a ledge for a bit but that is as bad as it got like another I, one lost power but that's a blackout i honestly thought it was the star uh, trains you know the ones that are man uh, driven by man yeah man driven so i was like yeah i saw i'm sure it's that then i saw the klcc i was like the the people laying on the grounds of the KLCC and it was like yeah oh fuck this is this isn't good yeah was it KLCC or Dangwangi? It was KLCC. It was yeah. straight up KLCC. So there was like like people lying down and blood everywhere. And my first thought: Did John Wick take the subway? What the fuck is going on? Did the on? train run over John Wick's dog? <laughs> yeah. What did you do? And then, okay, fair enough. Then the next morning, the the head of the company, uh, who was a political appointee by the name of Tajudin, what's his face? I don't remember. I don't care. This dude uh, doesn't give a shit. And then he makes some lame-ass joke that not even a three-minute open mic on his first night would make about the two trains kissing. Like, if a person kissed like that, it would count as a headbutt. Yeah. From like, yeah. Like if I kiss a girl probably... like that, like <laughs> her teeth is gonna be shattered at least. Yeah. No. Look, like that—that's an attack. That's like what? That's like an attack that you would see in the raid. That's an abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and then as they depart, and then he says, "Oh, you have to understand. I heard it." The day this before, morning. and I was in between of a very important thing, and I got, I got was getting, I was getting my second shot of the vaccine. I already got the second shot of the vaccine, you know. Now he's flexing on everybody that he's getting his uh, second vaccine shot when the rest of us can't even register. And I'm like, good move, good move, good yeah. move. <laughs> Lovely good move. guy. <laughs> Lovely guy. And then as the reporters are departing, he's like antsy about getting about getting questions about why he didn't come down on the day before. And then he says that he tells people in a very patronizing way not to provoke the issue, but that's like a legitimate question. And he he keeps saying provoke, provoke because he can't say the word provoke to save his ass. And then he asks people if they can speak English when he can't speak English with them. And then as the reporters are departing, he has one of the reporters, this this uh, one of these uh, young lady, say, where are you from? Because she's Chinese, right? Where are you from? And she says, I'm from China. And then he goes, ah, of course. And I'm like, why? Oh. why, why With a why very condescending tone, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because somehow that's the weird thing that happened today, right? Okay. And then this is the weird part. And he was wearing it, by the way, Not let's not forget, he came on with a mask and then before the conference, he changed his mask into a face, a fully face shield that was yeah. like made of glass. 
yeah. it's not those uh, the ones that you would see in a Walmart or a pharmacy where the guy is like having a small piece of plastic in front of his face. No, he had a mold of like not a mold of his face, like a, like he, it looked like a giant plate right on his face. Yeah, he looked like a cheap knockoff of an astronaut. Yes, yeah. it looked like a cheap knockoff like an of an astronaut, and he was talking. And it had no holes, so his voice was yeah. being echoed like a cheap knockoff of Darth Vader. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, it's like he's like talking underwater. But then he was he was a, wasn't wearing a mask, and it's uh, it's against the law not to wear a mask in public. So then a couple of things happened. He got fired immediately the next day. He got fired in the afternoon. Yeah, and he didn't give a shit, right? Because, you know, he's a political appointee. He's he's a member of parliament for a state in Klantan. And he has a very weird cane. Yeah, yes. I don't know what the hell is is up with this dude. But he's gotten into the news before for, like, making, like, shitty remarks in parliament. Like... One day he so there's this MP called Teresa Cock, uh, and she, he was like, "Ah, oh, Teresa Cock, the only lady with a cock in Parliament." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I mean, look, we were all thinking it, but you're not supposed to say it out loud, you asshole. He's a yeah, <sighs> yeah. It makes me feel good though. It's like, oh great, like you got like we we're not the only ones that have the have these kinds of issues. <laughs> But yeah, he, he people like signed a petition to get him out of the office, and he got fired. Oh yeah, Next he got day. fired. Not but that he yeah, gave a shit. he didn't give a shit. He gave zero fucks about that. I've, I saw a video of somebody was passing by his house, and he taped his house. And it's not a house; it's a it's a giant mansion, almost like yeah. poop, almost almost, and it's still building. They're like expanding it. There's like. A uh, couple other houses being attached, like a three, four-story houses attached to it. They were still building it as an ongoing building. I was like, oh. And we're all like, and we're all like, where the hell did you get this money? Yeah, what, what do you do? What, where, where are your like, investments? Yeah. <sighs> like what, did you collect all of the Bitcoin? What's going on? Fuck. <laughs> I don't what know, did man. You- did you stick up Satoshi Nakamura? Is that what's happening? Uh, I, uh, and then, so yeah, we're we're all like, we're way past scared. We're just exhausted at this point. Yeah, we're just tired. We're tired and we're fed up. And I'm pretty sure if this country kept approval ratings of governments, it would be in the toilet at this point. It's not great. Um, so I'm, I legit think there's going to be a massive economic crash coming headed to, towards Malaysia as like, I know businesses are leaving or contemplating leaving. Yeah, because there's no, there's no consistency and there's no, uh, there's no heads up to policies to get rolled out. Yeah. Like when the new, when the new MCO movement control order came out, right? the third one so far yeah because the cases were literally over nine thousand. uh the the case numbers are now literally a meme uh 
they came out with the announcement in a PDF, which they released online, and then it went, and then it got spread on WhatsApp. And they announced the this lockdown on on the PDF, but there was no, but there was no SOP on it. Yeah. So we're all like, okay, we. You're announcing a lockdown, but yeah, where, they slowly the re- they they release the rules bit by bit. Like what? Are the rules a fucking DLC? Give them now, asshole! Just now. <laughs> Give it now. They release it in a matter of three, four days. Like what the fuck? If you're gonna, oh, you we already knew it was coming. Okay, you must have decided that an MCO was gonna come around anytime soon like the lockdown was inevitable because the numbers started to look like a high score in pac-man we get it yeah i stopped cheering i stopped hoping for it to go up and we were now me and my friends are making bets on like let's see how much we're gonna get today (laughs) and sure enough it came around but when it came around the announcement didn't have what are you supposed to do and what what are you supposed to not do like but where are the rules and then a few days later the rules come but in between those days, between the rules coming and not coming, people were going on like a buying frenzy, right? People were just like, people were just going out, having a good time. They, they last around before the lockdown comes out, you know, panic buying. And then the, the, the health ministry director general, Hisham, no Hisham, he was like, uh, you know, I really lament that people are going out in droves right before the MCO because this is only going to make it worse. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, be- because that's what happens when you announce an MCO and then don't give them any rules. People are just going to panic. You don't do, you don't just drop shit. And I know everybody was asking, we we need a new lockdown because the numbers are too are going up. And this cluster's breaking out everywhere. But it's also this thing of where the main source of the clusters are not really getting shut down either. Like factories and construction. That's still going on. Factories and construction. Let's not forget that COVID started in Malaysia. Like the nest of it was that 15,000 Muslim gathering where there were infected cases among them and they were together for four days. This was like in March last year, February last year, yeah. 2020. Yeah, yeah. That was the beginning of it. That really like kickstarted Malaysia's COVID cases ramping up. Yeah, the yeah. It was a giant Ustra gathering with like a yeah. thousand five hundred people. What I found at first it was nine thousand, and I realized there was a there was a nine thousand cases, and then there were nine thousand people there in that place for the I don't know which mosque. 9,000 people? I thought it was just 1,500, which was already way too big. Like, holy shit. I think more than that, yeah. But it got worse when they had the by-election in Sabah. That one uh, that one helped out, but I found that I was telling my friends, like, it's funny because we had a religious gathering for our yeah. Muslim brothers and sisters who were like, we're supposed to be great and everything and turned out to be the reason. In the middle of a pandemic, it was an unreasonable thing to do. And mm-hmm. then the cases ramped up because of additional religious carelessness that they did. 
while the cases started ramping up because of the uh, Ramadan bazaars. Yeah, that didn't help. That did not that help. The... We were like, okay, just shut down the bazaars. They were like, okay, these places shut down, the bazaars stay. I was like, but that's the place that the cases are rising. Why are you, like, what the fuck are you doing? But then people were complaining if they don't have the Ramadan bazaars, then the bulk of the income that these hawkers are having are are not gonna are are not gonna come in. These people are gonna go broke in a heartbeat if they don't have Ramadan bazaar income because that's apparently a big chunk of what they make every year. So they needed that. They needed those to be open. My and heart the goes out to them, but it's like a huge mismanagement. It's the government's fault. Now. Yeah. Because they had the distancing between the stalls, but it was still way too many people, right? I, I went to the mall, and just the mall itself, I was like, the, this, uh, the Sunway Mall, actually. And I was like, do people know there's a pandemic going on? Do people remember? Yeah. Because like, as far as I'm concerned, it's clustered as hell. Forget yeah. that. I go to a supermarket in my neighborhood, right? And there is no social distance whatsoever. Yeah. It's impossible. The aisles are too narrow. People are coming in way too much. They they give you a number and you line up outside, but it's still way too many people coming in and out. It's impossible to socially distance. And now they're afraid of getting fined, so now their SOPs are stricter. Only a certain number of people can go in, which is the thing they should have done in the first place. But of course, now you don't even want to go there because you're lining up outside to get in. And I don't know if that's healthy either. So I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe by now the supermarket would have pioneered a way to like, I don't know, have a have like home shopping for you so that somebody can deliver the shit for you and shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you already have an inventory for your goods. Just take that database, turn it into a, turn it into a sh- online shopping menu and then you can just shop online. But, they're, they're, I don't know. They don't want to do that either. Yeah. I don't know. And then, there was this whole controversy about how, I can't remember what it was, but I think it was uh, the Minister of Internal Affairs and the Minister of Foreign Trade and Industry, uh, who's the both of them are senior ministers, right? They're both second in command before the prime minister. They were having a shouting match in parliament or something. I can't remember where. And this was a public argument. And I guess it boiled out to the, the former wanting shit to be shut down because things are getting out of hand. And the other one is concerned that the economy is going to tank. So they're just going at each other in public. <laughs> just I don't know. Old, old, old politician and this yuppie, this yuppie politician are just going at each other, just going, yeah, yeah, feed us, uh, yeah, yeah, the economy's going to get fucked up. Yeah, everybody's going to get fucked up, and then you won't have an economy. Yeah. But I'm like, oh my God, you fuckers are arguing like people in the comments section on YouTube. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to be dealing with this at least for another year and a half, possibly two years. Oh, like, we're gonna die. We yeah. gonna we uh, literally part of the thing was that everybody thought 2020 this shit would be over and dealt with. Uh, it wasn't. 
and now with the new lockdown i noticed like i myself felt felt like shit everybody else all the other people i knew were having severe depression one form or another trying to understand the fuck is happening and i understand that i was like well 2021 is going to be almost the same as 2020 and yeah. we might kind of get back to get back on track mid 2022 yeah that's the start of getting back on track we're not going to recover no fully. i i feel like as i said Malay- i think like the way the malaysia is especially going with the economy is going i feel like there's gonna be, i don't know how like they've managed to maintain the currency currency's value yeah, I mean, ringgit's value com- like in comparison to dollar but whatever they've done they're doing it's not going to hold up much longer yeah i don't think it's sad it's legit sad man but let's change the subject let's go off this because i feel like we're just (laughs) i feel like this isn't gonna go anywhere so let's go off yeah let's go off on something else let's talk about rizman's huge cock oh yeah let's talk about that let's Uh, talk about that turns out Turns out Fetus Boy is a tripod. Who would have thought? Turns out uh, Rizman has three legs. Yeah. And he didn't yeah, know it. Out, yeah. This but whole time he was... This whole time he was slinging pipe just cluelessly. And he's like, oh, no, it seems a little small. While well, it's casting a shadow on his forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> While well, he's dominating Asian region with his huge cock. Yeah. But it's funny yeah. is like how much he was like damaged by one person's laugh. And I'm not and I'm not saying that in the sense that it's like a bad thing. It's a he's a young kid and that's naturally bound to happen. Right, but, right, right. But but yeah, it's just no one ever saw his dick, but they assumed that he's an Asian, so his dick has gotta be tiny. And he just believed him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just whip it out and go, I'm massive! I think no. my brother said that he, I bet this, I think this guy is slinging dick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Swallow the, swallow the water, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, let's use the word swallow while talking about reason. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh. I, he, because he, he, like, even I was looking at him, I was like, he looks like the Asian, he looks like Asian young Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he does. And I've, and I've met usually, his dad. Yeah, usually thin people, life. thin people, like especially genetically thin people, are prone to having massive dongs. I don't know why. <laughs> so, but I don't. I like look. We look at Rizman, and we never thought tiny dick. You know what I mean? No, never. I thought like normal human size, normal average. Yeah. We didn't think he was packing a small baby arm in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good. I'm happy for him. It has given him a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah no, it's great because he needs it. He really needs it. He's a nervous wreck. He's kind of neurotic. He probably has ADHD because when he took when he took Ritalin, it just calmed him down. Did he? He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, no, that shit is speed, okay? It's legal meth. It's legal meth, which in America, they prescribe it to high school students. Yeah, yeah, because to increase their focus, right? 
Well, you give it to reason and it just chills him out. And if that isn't indicative of something, I don't know what is. And he's he's like he's easily scared. He's he lives alone. He's afraid that robbers will come into his house because a robber would literally climb the roof of his house one time. And he'd go out. His dad had to walk out and yell at this dude who was on the roof. So he's paranoid as shit. So, so after all, and then he had like an issue with his balls. Like he had like a Tony deposit in his balls. And we're all concerned like, dude, you better check it out. You might have ball cancer. And he's like, oh, no, it'll be fine. My balls are fine. It's like, no, no. You, you're walking around with crystal balls. You're not telling me. Is that a result? I mean, it just went away eventually. If you ignore he it long whole, enough. <laughs> yeah. And then he had the whole ass thing with the with the douche, right? Yeah, he had and, a, he he had a massive fucking fo- fossil poop in his stomach. Fossilized shit. Rizman is the only person that we know, apart from like some of our female friends, who can honestly say that he's had a douchebag in him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Right? Yeah, literally he literally is. But the way he, by the way, he breaks down that story is masterful. Like, I like the part, I like the part when he says. He had to get down on all knees and do it from behind because he's a slut. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. He said, uh, I tried both positions because I'm a slut. Yeah, right, 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 right. I think no, the no. way he says the word slut, like suddenly somehow gets me because I'm a slut. Yeah. <laughs> but and now you understand what. Yeah, but now oh, that it gets worse. The part that he mentions, he pushed the douche in a little bit further, trying just to see if he yeah. likes it. Like, how thick is this ass cherry? Like, his boy pussy must be putting up a fight. Uh, yeah, the whole time, any any gay friends that we have that are listening to this are like, are just like fighting the just fighting the urge for their. For the dicks did not smash right through their desks. Yeah. Because they've been gunning for Rizma's boy cherry this whole time. Yeah, I wonder what Ned said to him. I I, I really ah, wonder if they I had a conversation. But we all know it's Ned. We all know. <laughs> we all know it's Ned. He's not even gonna deny it. No, no. It's, uh, dude, I still feel sick thinking about that podcast we did. <laughs> the the ah. amount of ass fucking he talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, at least he's honest. Here's right? the thing about least... Ned. Pa- Ned, I said, Ned is Patrick Bateman from American Psycho minus the money and the status and gay. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, right. No, it's um, a pretty accurate description. <laughs> no, 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 it is. And I was talking about how, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because Ned is. Like, he's got a semi-corporate job. He works as, like, a sales rep for, like, a contact, for, like, a glasses company, and he's an optometrist, and, like, uh... uh, He's he's an optometrist? He's an optometrist, yeah. Okay. He's very well-educated, right? He's he's got a medical education. Uh, He's very cultured and articulate. He likes the classical music. Incredibly smart. Incredibly smart. He plays musical instruments. It's 
Like he's great on the trombone. Uh, his his uh, trumpet is rusty though. Um, <laughs> but, um, and uh, he he has no qualms about just banging his way through KL's Boise. So you know, yeah. it's fairly accurate description. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and 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 Nat and Rizman get along, and I think it's and Nat entertains the idea of one day just like is okay. savagely having his way with Rizman. <laughs> kind of like that image of that monkey just banging a frog to death. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> because that's what it would it's look like. It's a pretty like. accurate description. Yeah, Ned, because Ned already... Has a really Rizman weird kind of figure as different. well, because he's thin and tall. And yeah. every time... And he has in his hair is like a fucking uh, Robert Rauschenberg painting. And so just it's like... A, <laughs> and... To, 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 you're welcome to people who know this and, and who Robert Rauschenberg is in the audience yeah. <laughs> but and every time I look at him he seems to get taller <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and and Rizman is always the same size and yeah it, it, it's a pretty accurate description it does it might yeah. end up looking like the fucking <laughs> fucking a yeah. frog the monkey who fucked the frog don't and search Rizman that on really YouTube at- it's a disturbing Thing, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, Rizman already looks like the chameleon from Rango, so that doesn't help. Uh, so he's already kind of amphibious. Um, also, at one point, Rizman had this bit about he, he, I think it was a costume themed show, and he went on stage in a diaper. So I thought to myself, ah, okay. You wore a diaper once. Now you gotta pump water into your bunghole. I think this is karma. I think this is yeah. I think it's coming full circle for him. Full circle is also the name of his asshole. <laughs> um, he's the most wholesome dude I've met in Malaysia so far. Like yeah. he's. I think I said it in the podcast I had with him. I said, like, you support so much that the next time I went on stage, my thought wasn't like, I hope the crowd laughs. My thought was, I hope Rizman laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> no, but that's the thing, isn't it? Because he's got a very distinctive sort of like dying bird sort of laugh. And if you say something and he's like just keeling over, clutching himself laughing, you're like, okay, so some of these plebeians don't get my joke uh, about abortion. But Rizman does because he's been aborted before. So <laughs> he looks like a failed abortion. <laughs> he's just a baby. They pulled him out and were like, oh fuck, it's already cooked. It's okay. <laughs> it's already fully cooked. Ah shit, this hot pocket's filling is already warm. Yeah. Ah, here you go. Here you go, madam. <laughs> I asked for an abortion. Yeah, but this one's alive. Can't do. No can do. So the quick coughs her up in his baby bottle and he just trips his balls I, re- I really love him. I really love the guy. I've worried for him. Yeah. Because he's yeah, laugh, he- like you mentioned, his laugh is like a crow dying or a bird dying. But yeah. his laugh is like got so much pain in my throat. Even in the podcast, I said it's like it reminds me of the first trailer of Joker, where it's like <laughs> it's like a closing up to the Joker. It's like I should laugh, 
but I cry <laughs> because yeah. you love. And it's like just his face. And I'm like, oh man, I like, does he need a hug? Uh, do I need to take, uh, like, uh, part of me is a little bit worried for him like that. A little bit, but I, I we're glad he's in our scene because it's like, I've never met a man, you know, if you can even call him that at this point. I've never met... Uh, you, uh, hey, if man. his cock doesn't justify him as a man, I don't know what will. And I'm know, glad it I has know. brought him confidence. Yeah, we're all gonna we're all gonna go after this lockdown. We're all gonna go to his house and just worship his cock like a weird Hindu cult. Um, <laughs> um, no, but it's I've never met a person who has so much sincere love for for things that he's into. Because yeah. a lot of us we enjoy things sort of ironically, but Rizman he he genuinely enjoys shit. Like he enjoys his ultra man and shit. He enjoys his Jean Jarmusch movies. You know, he enjoys his horror flicks. He's he genuinely enjoys things. Yeah. You know? And he's very cultured as well. Like he's he yeah. wasn't just raised in the Middle East. He was also like he also absorbed shit. Oh yeah, he, he absorbs a lot stuff. of it. Yeah. So it's like so it's like you can talk to him about all sorts of things and even if he doesn't know about it. You, so he'll look it up if he can remember because he's a bit scatterbrained he'll look it up yeah um and then you can talk to him about it and then if you introduce something to him and it's even and it's it's good just for you he'll come back and he's so happy and so excited and so enthusiastic about it and just talk to him for hours about shit and he's like he's he's so he's so heartfelt about stuff that he loves and it's very rare he doesn't like this makes uh, he doesn't you don't have a filler conversation with him you see that's right you don't you don't i felt like at the, the from the moment i first time i spoke with him is like it never felt to me that i'm having like hey how's your day going ah you know i'm gonna take my dogs out it's never like that it's always like something that's happening and it's real about it and I never felt like I have that conversation. Like, oh, nice weather, you know? It's like, it doesn't yeah. happen with them. No, no, it's no. either like, it, it could be silence, but it could be, it's always something interesting. Yeah, it's always like, dude, 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 dude. It's like, he's got weird cocaine energy, but he's never done cocaine before. He's like, okay. dude, my, my sister accidentally touched my dick. And then she knows about my dick and how and 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 that it's kind of big, but maybe she thinks it's small. Like, what if she thinks about my dick and then tells her friends about her dicks and they all laugh about my dick? What the fuck is going on? Now I'm thinking about my dick and I'm thinking about my sister talking about my dick. And I'm like, this is a very minor issue, but you've blown it so out of proportion. It's kind of entertaining to hear you freak out. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot. Yeah, he did tell me that. I, I wish I I asked him about, asked him about that shit. I forgot. Yeah, because mm. but I was on the phone with him when his sister touched his dick. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. Yeah, oh, I was wow. texting him, and we were talking like trying to set up the time for the podcast. And he was like, "Dude, my my sister just touched my dick." It's <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, want to do yeah. it on Tuesday?" Yeah, maybe on Wednesday. Is that my sister just touched my dick? <clears throat> Sorry, come again. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Is this some weird Game of Thrones shit you're gonna do right now?" 
you know, this this is something Rizma and I have in common where we just exchange stories about stuff that happens in our life that we think is like, that we think is shareable. Uh, the only difference is Rizman will, Rizman will respond to something ordinary, like it's a huge deal, and I will tell you something as if it's ordinary, but it's actually kind of like either terrifying or horrific, but it's kind of the same thing. We, we don't have bland, ordinary lives in the sense that, um, in the sense that it's, it's never just, an, it's never just a nice, normal routine. Our lives are chaos and we live in constant states of anxiety or fear. And that was so makes you a comedian. Like, <laughs> that's what makes you a comedian. You, know, you, it's as if you pissed off an old gypsy woman. If you've never been over it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. Bless his heart, though. Bless his heart, or you know what's left of it after after the cough syrup. Oh um, yeah, nine years, six six years of cough syrup, six seven years of cough yeah. cough syrup. Yeah, well, one that's of a lot friends, of ketamine, man. That's a lot. <laughs> it's codeine, which is like um, it was codeine, which is like a yeah, it's like an opiate. Codeine so, or ketamine. Codeine, codeine. Oh, codeine. codeine. Yeah, it's a, it's like an old-timey opiate that's used as an anticonvulsant, which is why it's used in cough syrup. Uh, yeah. So basically, he was a bit of he was a low-key smackhead for nine years of his life, and yeah. some of his friends even knew how to make it in their bathroom. Yeah. Like some of them were like into the chemistry and shit. So. You know, there was there was no way this boy could turn out normal. Let's be real. <laughs> well, he held his own in the Middle East. You see? Oh, oh shit. Like, I'm surprised. Like, first of all, when they when he said, like, I was grazing Barry, I was like, wait, are there Asians in the Middle East? Because I haven't seen one. <laughs> that, that was one. Second, yeah. really, I mean, like, at least in the rich countries, there are. But, like, in the, like, Bahrain is a rich country, but it's in a state of shit now. I was like, wait, you guys yeah. are, you were in the born and raised in the Middle East? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. How did you make it? How are you not stabbed? How has nothing happened to you? I mean, like in Iran, you'd be fine. Yeah. But in like more primal Arab nations, <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering how are you managing to keep up? Like, yeah, no, you're rolling around, you're you're rolling around with your with your American Egyptian friend, you know, just just scuttling around as Shiite protest protesters against government forces that also need, and you know, just smoke smoke grenades are flying everywhere, and he's by the by by the wayside, just sort of like politely politely sort of in, involving himself in a riot. <laughs> hey guys, should I, should I break this window? Like like this one? Like break it, bring it. Nah, nah, I'm not going to break it. It's too much work. <laughs> yeah, his life, like, he had some, like, I kind of envy it in one sense, as if, like, he had a, like, very eventful young life. <laughs> yeah. But when he told me his first memory, when he's, he saw two, his mom and dad's hands just go 
separate. I was like, oh fuck. Anyways, I don't want to like turn this podcast into something like regarding like Rizman or making him feel bad. I, yeah. I love this the guy. This is now the cult of Rizman's penis uh, yeah. podcast. I'm just all I all I want to tell is that he has a huge dick, and all the girls out there are very very lucky people. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it from us, ladies. Seek out the Riz dick. Seek out the Riz yeah, dick. One, he treats star. you like a gentleman. Two, you're gonna have a good time. Yeah. 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 Uh, might have Three, to bang you. He will pick up your call the next day. No, but that's not because he's ignoring you. It's because he's probably passed out because the sleeping schedule is garbage. Yeah, unless he might have yeah. substances. Yeah. But he doesn't need to. It's just that his life is a train wreck. But if your life is a train wreck and you need good dick, you know who to call. If your father abused you, you know who you call. <laughs> so pretty much everybody in the, in the Asian continent. Just give him a call. Yeah, I th- I, like you know, like they say, like you ever you attract people of the same nature. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Considering the train wreck he had, I doubt any normal people will be around. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. no. Like I've seen some of his exes. They're all they're all lovely young women who are very artsy and they got like artsy tattoos and shit. Um. Some of them had like blue hair. Some of them, you know, post some really dank memes. Great, great, but it's it's like uh, he, but it's like uh, I think I think his life is a bit chaotic sometimes. Hard to keep track. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a time that he's gonna clean it up, you know, and clean it up, and you will see it how it will affect his comedy. And you're gonna wish for it to be more, but go back to its chaos. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna start putting cough syrup in his in his coat, just like, hey, Rizwan, do you do you want some uh, cherry coke? Do you wanna? No, I'm very happy. Coffee? My children are waiting for me. My wife, my beautiful wife, is around, and uh, all is okay, good. Well, Any... Okay, well, that's very good. Well, I I made you some brownies. Perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. normal. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be like that Metallica effect. Like I liked Metallica when I was growing up, but then I I listened to their post sobriety albums, and I selfishly thought, man, I wish they were back on coke and booze. It's the it's the it's the it's it's really unfortunate though. It's like. The, the the being creative requiring you to wreck yourself it doesn't require it's a wrong thing but apparently the people who are wrecked manage to make the most interesting fucking stuff out there yeah like, just I, a little I'm trying bit. To, like i'm looking at the uh, like just one way or another like even if you think about like dostoevsky like i don't think he was an addict or anything but his life was pretty much devoted to that part yeah. writing a goddamn book i mean let's be real it's imperial russia you know oh, yeah need your life is kind of fucked up <laughs> you know it's czarist russia i think you've got plenty of things to make life hard yeah the weather on the road is, is harsh um but yeah yeah it's it's a it's it's the nature of creativity right because a lot of the time, creativity is 
like humor. It's like a defense mechanism against you having to deal with the world. And, you know, when life is content and happy and you're fulfilled, it can be very difficult for you to create because suddenly your life is almost too stable for you to need the talent in the first place. Yeah. If your talent is based on a need for, for escape. So that can be a bit difficult. But by the same token, especially in my case, if you go in the opposite direction and wreck your life too much, now you don't have energy and stamina and, and, and enough stability to do creative work. So it's this very odd balance of you've got to learn to live your life well enough that you have creativity coming in and you can't enjoy your life too much to the point where you're wrecking it so hard that you can't create because you're too tired or too sick or your life is too much of a mess to create. Yeah. And that's a really difficult thing for a lot of people to know. Um, in Rizman's case, I think he's getting to a nice stable place. Oh, Me, I still have a lot of work to go. Uh, I have a lot of work to do. But I, I, I at least know that my ability to create has an atrophy between you know, health issues, monetary issues, fucking pandemic lockdowns and shit. How are you doing, by the way, in terms of, you know, creativity, your ability to create what you actually like? It has kind of caused me to have a bit of a depression, actually. Mm. And it has kind of caused me to be... Um... Like, I like to make stuff. I like to draw. I like to create art little bit by little mm. bit. I like to write jokes. Mm. And, and I've recently, actually, I was, like, going to sleep pissed off, genuinely pissed off, as mm. I feel like it kind of, like, made everything, everything is, like, hit the bottom of the pan. It's like you're trying to look for, like, something in the pan but the pan feels empty and it's mm. causing me to be very angry and there's like a lot of and then there's like okay there are venues to be more creative yeah and the thing is is like i'm lo i'm losing patience into going into those venues i don't even have right. the patience to start it yeah the podcast is good like your podcast i like to have this interactions going on i love my conversations with you rizman um one i, I want to see like i would say like let's do a clubhouse room tomorrow and have that going like have try that out tomorrow uh sure. just for the fuck of it but um it has caused the a major frustration for me, and it and it can I I feel like it's eating away at me, and I'm really trying to find a way to break that out. Like I want to get back into doing photography and mm. printing out the photos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I love photography. I love analog photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've it's, seen some of your photos on Instagram. They're they're beautiful photos, especially the black and white ones. Thank of, you. Just, just the vignettes of like everyday urban life. Thank you. Especially the still lives. Those are really lovely to look at. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your encouragement and your support. But mm. yeah, I want to do more of that. Even outside photography is now banned, which was like, why? Mm. <laughs> 
there's a very beautiful place I wanted to go take photos of. There's a Centul Park, and mm-hmm. it's a public park, but with a lot, with some old factory and buildings in it inside it. I went in and they stopped me from taking photos. I said, "Why? It's a public park." I said, "No, it's a public park, but it's a private property." Right. I was right, like, "Wow, right. <laughs> okay." He said, "You can use your phone to take pictures, but you cannot use your camera." It's like, okay. And yeah. like there are guards who would like run around and stop people. It's not just me. It didn't happen to me. It happened to like eight other people. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's just a one thing. But it's like um, there's this deep frustration with me that I feel like I want to be an artist in some sense. And it's mm-hmm. really, it has came to a stop and I need to push it forward somehow. Like I remember yeah. writing jokes, I and mean, when I was writing, this is pre-pandemic when I did my first bit. Mm-hmm. I would, I wrote like ten pages of jokes, uh, and it came from the frustrations when I did my first uh, first job, and I kind of right. had this moment of meltdown. I was like, "Man, is this gonna be what my life? Is this what my life is gonna be?" Uh, that right. am I gonna be nine to six, stare at the screen? with people who were in, incredibly isolated the people like an open office where nobody talked to each other and with a product that's not gonna i'm not but hey i do not have an illusion of grandeur i don't give a shit about the world or try to change the world but the product that you're trying to work on the things that they're trying to deliver weren't really going to make any difference were nothing of real substance and I remember like having these moments of rush that like water was boiling inside my stomach coming up that I grabbed the pen and run out and I would write a joke because it was just coming. My mind was like, it was on a, just like on a roll. And I'm now sorry. I don't have that. No, now I just like, don't you, have you it. Gotta... <sighs> and it's pissing it me off. Yeah, no, it can be very difficult. In, in my experience, the only time that really seems to happen is if, is if I'm forcing myself to write, and I have to think myself out of a problem. It's the whole, it's the whole idea of the, the talent based in a survival mechanism thing, where I have to paint myself in a corner for my mind to finally, like, think of it as a as a, an emergency situation for me to get out of. Yeah, and that only seems to happen when I have like a deadline to chase, and I'm trying to find shortcuts, and the shortcuts turn out to be more creative than shit I can do when I'm actually sort of, you know, relax and have a lot of free time, because that's a thing I can take for granted. Yeah, and that can be very frustrating because in moments where you have the free time and you have the resources, nothing comes. Yeah. Yeah, like my, I used to draw pretty well, and I was pretty discouraged by draw from drawing after a while. I was this like the environment and my where I want to get my life to like it wasn't something that I had to hone on anymore. Mm. I was pretty discouraged from pursuing pursuing it somewhat. Personally mm. and life wise, it kind of discouraged me from doing it. And I'm trying to get back into drawing more. And I'm feeling like I can't because 
and also the sheer amount of talent that you see out there it's like you're trying to look for an inspiration and you wonder like wow this dude like what the fuck this dude created this and mm-hmm. i am and i cannot make that now so that's why that's where the patient comes in it's like i lose the patience of actually engaging into it mm. so that's part of it there and uh, but yeah like um, i watched a movie uh, um what's it called who was the guy in meet the fuckers the ben stiller ben stiller yeah yeah I watched a movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh yeah, I heard about that one. Yeah. Give it a watch. It's not a, it's not an Oscar winning uh a fantastic film actually. It's not really good. It's not it could be better. The potential is there. But it's yeah. just not that it's not that great, but it's not that bad either. See? Yeah. It's really about a dude who so I think like part of my creative frustrations also comes from the fact that I feel like life is kind of getting by. It probably everybody else feels the same. It's like life is moving and I'm not. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that kind of kills me. And he um like I like I have this conversations with my parents and my friends sometimes and they're like dude you're like 26 like you should be all right why are you thinking about this now i said no you don't get it this is it matters because like my last year was my birthday and then like the next one is coming coming soon it's going Mm. faster and faster the more i'm growing up the quicker it's going by me and what the walter midi film had was by the way stop me if i'm if you need to inject the point. no 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 please go on i do have I, a, i do have a point to make but i want you to finish the, the malter midi is like this dude who's a photo he works in a magazine he prints the photos of this great photographer who's sean penn and uh mm. he realizes that one of the frame that sean penn wanted to be printed was missing right. and he the sean penn is like this extravagant photographer who's like goes to these weird parts of the country like he wrote a letter and he loves walter he's like he tells him he's like hey thank you for upholding my work sorry for the blood stains i took it from the i was stitching the gunshot wound in my abdomen abdominal muscle and and he realized that 25th right. thing is missing and he goes to iceland and mongolia trying to find him because the magazine is going to close that month and that will be the last issue and he wanted to get that photo printed you see right and uh, he gets fired from his work but at the same time he he has this moments like people are like making fun of him because he would just like daydream and he would zone out and life is so much yeah. more interesting for him when he daydreams sure yeah. and he's like he daydreams about fighting the evil and he loves it there's this one point about that story that kind of it's a small part portion of it but uh, he likes this girl who works in his office and he sees her on the dating website and mm-hmm. the he was trying to get her like ping her but he couldn't so he calls a customer service and the customer service guy is a cool dude and he says like okay let me finish up your profile what have what are your life achievements mm. and he doesn't have any 
where have you? He's like, okay, oh, so cool. where have you been? He's like, uh, what have you done? I was like, eh, I, I, I went to basketball at this age. I did like some to a basketball game at this age. It's something very bullshit. But by going yeah. and chasing after this, and every time he would go to, to try to find uh, this photographer, Sean Penn, for the fifth, 25th fucking uh, frame, the guy yeah. would call him from the website and be like, okay, let me call you. And he's like, what, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm climbing the Himalayas. And he's like, right. what the fuck? And the dude would actually put that in his profile. So his profile was like getting more and more views. He's like, climb Himalayas, went into here, went into there. And he stopped being that desperate individual, that person who has like that... Um, nothing is happening in his life from nothing that he started to have more happening. So I think COVID did that for me as well. So please carry on. I don't know what you're going to do with this information, but go carry on. (laughs) I don't know. But I think the takeaway from what you just told me is that sometimes, and this might be a little bit sad, that in order for us to really push ourselves to do something, sometimes external forces are necessary. In the case of the story you just told me, he needed to chase after this dude to finish a frame that went missing. I think for a lot of us, we just need a push that is external from us to remind us that there is a world worth pursuing. Like there is a there is stuff out there that's worth going out and getting or that there is stuff around us, even when we're on in a lockdown where we can't even leave our houses, that, you know, we, we take for granted and we should probably do something with that. Because as much as we value the skills that we have in our heads, sometimes it's like the, a factory with no raw materials. Like if all you are doing is just trying to get a factory to run, but there, nothing is going in, and nothing is going out. And I think that sometimes we just need something to happen to us for us to respond. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you're supposed to instigate that or, you know, initiate an external circumstance to to get you to do stuff. But I suppose, I don't know. There's always stuff that that you have to do. And I guess if for nothing else, there's no rules to tell you that the stuff that you have to do has to be boring. I suppose later on when I have to clean my house, I'll probably figure out some way to do it in an interesting way. I don't know how I'm supposed to do that, but I guess I'll figure something out, you know? And it'll be worth talking about. Like most, most people aren't going to talk about cleaning their house like it's an interesting thing. But maybe but you can. Cre- <laughs> yeah, maybe we can. Maybe yeah. we're creative people, and I think we should have some faith in the fact that we're creative people and use that, and use that faith in our own creativity to use our creativity to make boring shit actually interesting. It comes down to your attitude as well. Like I'm. Um, maybe I hold myself into an ideal or maybe there's like something inside me that kind of goes like, Hey, there is something to pursue, but you're not doing it. 
Um, but like, uh, again, like in one of my heroes is like Anthony Bourdain. He said like, everything I learned was from dishwashing. Mm. And, he's, and he said, I loved it. And I was a good dishwasher. Well, I thought about myself being a dishwasher and I know I will be a complaining, miserable little shit. Yeah. <laughs> we all would, right? We all would. We but all... his was like, his approach was like, everything I learned from my, from being a chef, I learned it as a dishwasher and that's it and like one of his friends he said like if you can't be happy washing dishes you can never be happy doing anything else yeah i, I like, suppose oh. more realistic. yeah i think it's more realistic it's more realistic to say that if you can be happy washing dishes it should be pretty easy to feel happy doing pretty much anything else because that sounds like that sounds like a very difficult place to feel happy, right? But if you yeah, can achieve does. that, then you should be able to feel happy. It can be very difficult to induce a mood into yourself when you have preconceived notions about how you're supposed to feel about something. Or if you already feel shitty to begin with, so it doesn't matter what you do, everything's going to feel like crap. But I don't know. I suppose it'd be great to induce a little bit of optimism in in doing even shitty things you have to do like i don't know make it interesting make it tolerable you know, play a more positive basically i don't know yeah. it's like but it, yeah but yeah but you got to know how and i think that can be a difficult path like yeah that's the difficult part. yeah you got to know how to be positive about shit that can like, be difficult. i don't know like goggins does that yeah but I don't know if he does it with, he doesn't do this. I don't think he turns it into a, he uses his past to turn his current state into a positive or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course he's, he's, in, he's, he's too much. Yes. <laughs> that David yeah, Goggins no, is he, a little too much. David Goggins is somehow the universal soldier without Van Gogh. It's a little bit. It's, yeah. He's, he's a lot. He's a lot. He's uh, so much. He's just, just like taunting and everything and so much energy and like, yeah, I, I can I think I told you, I was like having sex with that guy is, is a very miserable experience. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a pussy. Huh? I made you come three times. Hey, <laughs> oh, bam. I made you another come another time. He's just, he's fucking and he's taunting the girl. Like, yeah. look how many times I made you come. You haven't made me come yet. I've been fucking you for 20 when hours. He comes, when he finally comes, he's yelling out his own name. Just go again. <laughs> he fucks the girl so much. It's like smoke comes out of her pussy. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. It's been 24 yeah. hours. I've been fucking you for 24 hours. Hey. Because <laughs> I'm not a little bitch. I'm... Yeah. My dick looks like it's... My dick looks more raw than the shit Gordon Ramsay yells about in Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> my dick is bleeding, but you think that's going to stop me, huh? No. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Use the blood as a lube. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Turn a negative into a positive. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Not all of us can do that. Not all of us should do that. We're not equipped for that sort of shit. Not physically, not mentally. Yeah, so we not gotta really. Figure out ways. Yeah, we got to figure out ways. We got to figure out techniques. Shit. 
you know, make it make what we do funny or goofy or entertaining in some way. And yeah, life can be a little bit more tolerable. It's this whole like Albert Camus thing where, you know, you're Sisyphus and you got to shove the rock up the hill. Yeah. But that doesn't no, mean you're that, miserable. <laughs> that doesn't mean you got to make you, that doesn't mean you have to be miserable about it. I don't know what that is, that implies. I don't know that what a, I don't know what that it would entail. Maybe I don't know. Wrap the rock in ribbons and bells, and then when it finally has to roll back down the hill, it makes a loud noise, and they're like, "Ah, eh, my rock is a my rock is a maraca or something." I don't know, but you know, something I guess. Gotta find a way to make shit. Funny enough, I was reading The Stranger right now, a week ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was reading Camus' really? Stranger. Of course, it's easy for Albert Camus to, to be optimistic about life having no meaning. He, uh, he, was, he was already a sex icon amongst philosophers. So, like, you're a handsome Algerian Moroccan. Algerian? Moroccan, Algerian, yeah. Algerian, Algerian French. a French Algerian dude who's like a philosopher rock star. It can be very easy to be optimistic about life having you no know, meaning when you can ease, when you can essentially fuck your way through Paris. But yeah, you know, he was slinging dick. He was the original Rizman. <laughs> you know what they call it's called, it's called you know it's it's called pulling a Rizman. Are you pulling a Rizman again? <laughs> Let's make that the thing. Let's make that the thing. Yeah. Whoever is fucking like chain fucking throughout the, the universe, we say he's pulling a Rizman. No, I feel like that's pulling a gnat. A reason uh, when you pull a Rizman, it's when you it's when you don't realize you have a big dick. <laughs> and you think everybody's lying about it. When you're <laughs> yeah. That yeah. shows a we, lot about comedians, you know. It's like, how many of those moments did you have? Do you have in your life that I'm not talking about your dick, but I'm talking about your life that, like, you look back at it and somebody said something, somebody did something yeah. when you were a kid that you still remember that shit, and it still bothers you, and to the point that you won't even believe, and somebody else tells you you got a big dick. I don't know that's ever happened. Not about um, your dick, but like other aspects about of life your in life. General, right? Life in general, about yeah. Life. I'm not talking about your dick. I don't know. There was this one girl who who was impressed with how with what she what she said was how articulate and smart I was. And my first response was like, okay, who paid you? You know, so genuinely. Yeah. No, that was me word for word. Like, that's great. Uh who who paid you? Who's 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 spying on me right now? Is this a prank program? Is yeah. Ashton Kutcher gonna jump out and punk me? What's going on? I can't. I can't can't take compliments worth a damn. Yeah. It's impossible. I can't take compliments worth a damn. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I, I like I had that done. Somebody says like, Oh, it was a good work. It's like we're very smart of you and like you do things different now and i was like smart of me because like, i like a girl or no it wasn't a girl i don't remember what was the occasion exactly but i think i'm genuinely dumb yeah 
right? Yeah, and when somebody told me, it's like, hey, shit we've done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody was like, dude, this is good shit. I was like, nah, this fucking sucks. But because part of me, because that moment was cemented in my life like years and years ago, still hasn't come yeah. out of it and be like, I'm, a, I'm just dumb. It's, I can't yeah. learn it or I can't do this. And then yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, no, 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 you're doing it well. I was like, am I? Really? <laughs> it's okay. It's not great. Yeah, no, you do all sorts of... We, we do all sorts of dumb shit when we're, you know, when we're, uh, when we're not trying to be smart. So that when we do something smart, it's like, nah, you haven't seen the rest of my life. I'm sure you think I look smart now, but you haven't seen me. Yeah, wait till I do something dumb hours. shit. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen me drive a car for two hours after I've shat myself, okay? You don't know. Oh, shit. You don't I, know how stupid uh, I can be. Yeah. Fuck. You don't know. Yeah, Did that happen? Yeah, once. It's, it wasn't uh, two hours. It was just one. But it's not great, you know? It's no. Like, Did at was one point it started to feel good? <laughs> yeah. Remember when, yeah. I got and I was giving a free ride to somebody who couldn't get a train back home. So I thought, okay, I'm doing a good deed. And then as payment for do, doing the good deed, I ended up having to drive back, having soiled myself for an hour on my way back. And I think to myself, you know what? Next time this bitch is getting a grab. I don't give a shit. I don't I don't care anymore. And in retrospect, I'm like, you didn't need to do that. You could have just take. You could have just bought that 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 lady a, a grab. But yeah. I I did. I wasn't thinking at the time. So, so it's like anybody who thinks I'm smart, you haven't seen the level of dumb fuckery that I'm capable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks, man. That's what makes us a comedian and not a shooter. That is, yeah, it's just. It's not not a, a school shooter. <laughs> just, I mean, my aim is terrible, so there's no there's no point in it. <laughs> That's why you need a shotgun. Got a good spread. Ah, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> the old Bill Burr uh, joke. <laughs> Got a good spread. <laughs> You need a shot. You don't even need to aim. It's just got a good spread. Was it the Dave Chappelle thing? Birdshot, buckshot. Birdshot, buckshot. And then the and then the shot got his Jamaican. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. ah, dude. Whatever. My phone is about to die. Yeah, but, we can. Uh, let's wrap this up, man. Let's wrap this up. All, all right, right, fuckers. Cool. Hope you enjoyed another episode of the Persian Perspective. Perspective. Mm -hmm. With Rakib, with the great Rakib. Mm. Yeah. With Hope the you very... enjoyed it. I. This has been fun. I. We haven't nice done this in a while. We haven't done this in a while with our clothes on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, as far as you know, Paul, you know I could be not wearing my pants. Yeah, as far know. as I know. <laughs> yeah. And as far as you know, I might not be wearing an underwear. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> uh, let's end this. Let's end this podcasting. Start fucking. Start to our only fans. I can't take it anymore, Raki. Virgin <laughs> perspective. Um, that's the name of the only fans. 
Oh man, enjoy it, guys. Hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you guys later. Ta ta.